Hey, girly bops. It's Allie. And Mackie. And welcome back to the Bet Girls podcast. How's everyone doing today? Because we have some exciting recap information. Yes, I am talking to a national champion. Congratulations. Thank you. So for those of you who don't know, Mackie obviously coaches for Stanford women's water polo team, and they competed in the NCAA championship this weekend. And, and we won. Won. So big congratulations to her and that the team, the coaching staff, everybody that made that happen. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it was really fun to be there. I, as an athlete, had only been to one NCAAs. Um, and so like being one on the other side, like as a coach was really fun, but, uh, like it brought back a lot of memories of like nerves and kind of things like that. And then like, as a coach, it's kind of, you get different type of nerves kind of. So. Absolutely. Well, it looked like, I mean, from a viewer's perspective, obviously we were like streaming the whole thing because it was in Michigan. And, um, the funniest thing about the championship game is like, I, this live stream didn't sort out until like the third quarter or no, excuse me, second quarter. So I missed the whole first quarter. Then all of a sudden I log in and like Stanford was losing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is going on? This is crazy. And so I got a little bit tweaked out, a little bit stressed, but I, I, I totally get the, like, you know, outside of the Olympics and probably like some national tournaments, like NCAA is kind of the largest tournament for women's water polo. So it's definitely, you know, just a whole different thing, I guess. Yeah. And I think what was cool is that the championship was um, on ESPNU. So pretty live, uh, not live. uh, It was live, but pretty large stage. um, And in hopes that maybe the sport of water polo will grow and gain some traction. Um, but yes, we were down, uh, which I think just made it more interesting, you know, for the viewer's sake. <laughs> of course, of course. But just like you planned it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we have some really experienced athletes on the team, two-time gold medalists, uh, Mackenzie and Aria Fisher, who really just are dominant creatures of the sport. And so it was really fun to watch them and then some other um, players kind of shine through. Um, but yeah, like USC was a really tough competitor and I think they played really well. It was kind of like all the marbles, you got to put everything out there. So it was a, it was a dog fight. Absolutely. Well, I guess to kind of do the whole season at a glance or at least the postseason, you know, you obviously like you compete in the MPSF and then you have your MPSF championship and then only like the conference winners. Am I Am I correct? I think it's only the conference winners or maybe first and second in MPSF are guaranteed to go to NCAAs. And then the rest get the filling bids, like two or three wild card bids. Or is it only the champion gets it from the MPSF tournament and then all like second, third, and fourth go with wild card? Yeah. So it is the, if you win your conference, you're an automatic bid for every mm-hmm. conference. And then there are, I think, four at-large bids, so Got three. I don't know. So that's how it works. So we were MPF, like we are our conference championships with champions, which got us the number one seed in the tournament. Um, and then every other tournament winner, but they still seed you not based on like if you won your tournament, but still based on like national rankings. Got it. So like overall through the season. So you guys won MPSF, which is great, and then got the number one seed. So then your first round was against Wagner? 
Yeah, the Wagner Seahawks, yeah. Yeah, and that, I mean, that was, they had some good shooters on their team. I mean, it was, like, notable that a lot of them, I think, were from, like, Spain or something like that. They're, like, leading scorer. I think that's what the announcer says. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. they are, um, they're a really fun team to compete against because, like, their head coach is uh, Australian, their assistant coach is Spanish, um, and most of their team is Australian or Spanish. And they play more of an international style of game, which is really fun. But yeah, definitely some good shooters. And um, it was a good first round game for sure. For sure. Okay. And then your semifinal was UCLA, which was the same semifinal actually that happened at the MPSF tournament. So you had UCLA in the semifinal of MPSF, UCLA in the semifinal of NCAA, but UCLA had a really tight game against UCI in their quarterfinal game, which I think, I mean, as like a viewer, you know, just kind of a, a fan of the sport, like UCI played UCLA to a great game. Yeah. Um, go Anteaters. I was really kind of rooting for them. And this is just my own personal uh, view of the yes. sport is trying to get like um, more teams to compete like at the highest level. So they definitely were there and it would have been fun for an upset, but they definitely, they came out and they competed, which was really awesome to see. Um and they should be so proud of themselves from their whole start to finish season. 100%. They were definitely like the Cinderella of the of the NCAA tournament, I felt like. And so, yeah, I'm proud of them. Um, and then, so then you guys played UCLA in your semifinal and took care of business. I don't really remember exactly what was happening in that game, but it seemed pretty, um, I don't want to say, yeah, it seemed like you guys scored first, right? Or did UCLA score first? Um, I have a really bad memory. It's just like the way it works. But um, we we basically uh, our goal is to block the ball like on six on five, and so we had thirteen total field blocks. If you don't know water polo, this is going to sound super super boring to you. But um, we basically had thirteen field blocks. Um, our goalie like barely blocked the ball because our field players were blocking it so much. That's awesome. We just uh, I don't want to say we dominated. Like they definitely they played really well, but um. We, we knew the scouting report really well and, and came out. And so it was pretty legit. Good. Okay. And then you see a USC in the final and then they started early and then you kind of had to do a big tone shift, kind of the third and fourth quarter and just make sure you guys like took care of business, which is awesome. I mean, it's like, it's, it's obviously easier to get a lead and keep a lead than, you know, go, fall behind and then, you know, have to like come back. It's just a big gut check. And I think that like, that's where Stanford really excelled is they like kind of stayed composed the whole time and was like, just like, Oh shoot, we got to like take care of it. And, you know, kicked it into high gear, but that's not really what we're here to talk about because they did win and congratulations to all of them. But what's the behind the scenes? What is it like? Um, well, like I didn't know a lot of this stuff, but like so NCAA like obviously like fronts the bill, but um they it we were really lucky we all got on the same flight, but some teams were on like different sporadic flights to Ann Arbor throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, because like you don't know what team is gonna get the automatic bid until the week before. So mm. not a lot of planes have thirty empty seats just for a whole team to book. So um that is like something that I didn't even think of. I was like, Oh, that's kind of really sporadic and like okay like get um you gotta like buy the seats like once you win the tournament because again there could be upset so um, right you don't want to assume yeah and then we were there for kind of a long time from tuesday to, to monday so like almost a week and uh it's like just like pretty it's funny because like 
basketball i'm sure it makes sense to be like super strict but like every time we got to the pool there was like a clock and said like only touch the water for 30 like 30 minutes or an hour or whatever like that day we could do wow they literally like did that like first person jumped in boom the clock started so that was pretty um interesting and just kind of intense make sure just you for use, like fairness yeah for fairness and yeah. to make sure you, you use your time appropriately um but yeah the, i think the coolest part that i'd never experienced is because we like if you lose your game you go home mm-hmm. and so like again NCAA will book you on flights and some of them will just be like on random flights getting your whole team home eventually but um since we made it to the championship game there were no flights on Sunday and no flights on Monday I think that would have worked for all of us and they ended up chartering us home which was pretty cool uh so we got to like the tarmac we pulled up the bus to the tarmac and walked onto our quote unquote private plane. So how fun! Did anyone do like Kardashian style like pictures walking up the the flight deck or the flight stairs? Um, a couple with the the trophy holding the trophy up the stairs. That was pretty fun. That is fun. Um, but yeah, if you ever fly private, if you have a small plane, you're going far. They'll have to get gas in the middle. So we we had a pit <laughs> stop in Denver to get gas, and it was quite turbulent. So that was a, a wild ride. That's and so funny. But so much legroom, it was wild. It was super fun. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, so much room for activities. I know. Yeah. And we had like one flight attendant, two pilots. It was like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Living large. But yeah, other than that, like the behind the scenes, it's pretty like low key. Um, the They do a banquet for all the teams, which was really nice. And each team spoke, like had a, a representative. And I, I like that kind of stuff because it is such a, a, like accomplished just to get to the tournament so to take a moment before the play starts to like honor everyone was really cool yeah that's awesome and I mean it's just like you kind of get inspired like we even do this at our se- season banquets at the high school level like our senior speeches just like how articulate some young people are and you're just like oh my gosh like I don't know and then I go back to when I was that age and I'm like I mean could I throw a speech together sure like but I don't know. I just don't know if I would have been that articulate at that age. So I'm always like inspired by just young people talking, you know, and then obviously you get like the raw emotion out of some of them. And you're like, wow, like that's just what a special, I guess, moment for them. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. Lots to celebrate. Yeah, it is true. I do like to look at like how well and articulate these, some young ladies can be. And I'm like very envious. I was like, Hmm. I should really practice because I was really good. Yeah, right. You're like, we should all note public speaking is a skill that needs to be rehearsed. So let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay, we are back and there's no rest for the weary because literally tomorrow Mackie is going from to nashville for a bachelorette party and are you excited yes i am wildly excited um also uh, if you guys everyone will feel this way like i just was gone for a week and now i have to do all my laundry and pack the same bag and then be gone for like a couple more days but um i'm so excited and it's going to be with some of my college teammates i think that will also be kind of fun like okay this is the group that like knew me as a player. I don't know. I think it'll just be fun and to like, always, you know the one. 
yeah in the world so exactly and they yeah they're just a supportive bunch so it'll be good to like reconnect with them after not seeing them for a while but it kind of got me thinking i was like you know we could talk about bachelorette parties for you know forever um but so i think that's going to be a future topic so i'm going to put a question um and answer box on our instagram so if you want to kind of you have any like funny bachelorette I don't know horror stories or lessons learned like love this didn't love this I think we should just talk about it because I mean tis the season for bachelorettes I have one later this year Mackie has like three this summer I think she's like right in that wave so um yeah I think it would be just kind of funny to talk about because I mean I've never I don't think I've gone to a bachelorette party with it without at least like one little hiccup and you're like whoops okay well yes lesson learned yeah well it's funny because like as a planner of bachelorette parties but also as a um just goer uh attendee uh yeah it's like of course everyone can say like well I would have done this I would have done that but actually like planning it is like kind of stressful because it's like different personalities different vibes and I'm uh we have always been told by our mom like it's really hard to mix groups like you have your school friends, you have your polo friends, and you have all, all these different friends. But, like, mixing them is hard. And, like, bachelorette parties, like, most of them is mixing. And, like, well, I'm pretty personable. So, like, I love mixing. So, I'm like, yay! I, like, totally. I, I literally come away with new friends. Like, it's actually, like, so for fun. me, that's why I, I find the best. Um, and to celebrate the bride. And I am, like, huge. And this is just a side note, which we'll talk about later. But I'm, like, really into, like, not matchy-matchy, but, like, coordinations and themes. And of so. Course. That is like, I thrive on those. Yes. So really excited. And, but yeah, a whole other uh, podcast coming up on that. Okay. So then after that, I mean, I know there's like, there's kind of a lot of moving and shaking going on in the world of Mackie right now. So don't then, remind me. I'm very stressed. Yes, I know. So after the bachelorette party, I then move out of my apartment in Palo Alto um, to pursue my MBA kind of career. And, um, I've been getting my MBA for about a year now, a year and a half, and it's, I've one year left, but basically I've been knowing I've wanted to pivot out of coaching for a while. And so what a great way to go out on top that that's pretty fun. Um, but I am getting a, I have an internship lined up this summer for a consumer packaged goods company, which is what I'm interested in going into. Um, and when I applied, they had said like, oh, it's probably going to be remote, but we'll let you know. So I'm like, oh, remote. I book all my flights and everything ready to be remote. And then like a week or two ago, they're like, it's actually hybrid. So you're going to need to find a place in New Jersey. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Just, so, yeah. You're like, well, wasn't expecting that. So. Yeah. So that's just a little stressful, but very, still very exciting and almost like I thrive like in person, like meeting people, uh, my personality will hopefully shine through, but yeah, so I am looking for places in Hoboken. So if anyone knows anything, let me know. I have a couple like things kind of in the works, but, um, definitely take recommendations in food places because this is what I'm really nervous about is because everyone knows I'm training for my marathon and like, I need a running group. Like I can't run alone. It's like not in my nature. So Looking for somewhere like that has a fun culture and that uh, can fit both work, fun, exercise, things like that in one. Absolutely. Yeah. So for sure need some tips and tricks on that one. For But I'm excited for you. I mean, I know that sometimes this gets like a little bit crazy, but you'll figure it out because, you know, you always do because you're a Beck. 
Yes. Yeah. And Allie has a lot going on this summer. Well, I I mean, I kind of have like a lot of like everything going on. And this is kind of my whatever my I don't want to say problem because I don't think it's a problem, but it, maybe it's just like a side note of my like adult ADD brain where I have all of these projects that I want to do and like really want to just explore all of these different kind of pathways of entrepreneurship, really. I mean, I think, you know, I want to start, I obviously like quasi started a, a party rental company with just stuff that I got for my birthday the other day. So if anyone or the other month, if anyone needs any of that stuff, I like have it on like our website and then on Facebook or whatever. So kind of exploring if that's actually like got some legs that I could really do something with. Um, obviously I'm also starting, not obviously, cause I haven't said anything about it, but <laughs> Uh, I kind of am dabbling in this like print on demand kind of um, business model, which is also just interesting to me. And so, yeah, so I don't know, exploring kind of all of these just different ways to kind of be my own boss and really just, um, yeah, I don't know, set myself Uh on a trajectory of entrepreneurship. So I think I'm pretty business minded, but you know, again, I go back and forth all the time because that is a super, like, I guess, I don't want to say scary because it's not that scary to me because I feel very well equipped to run my own business, but I guess kind of living in multiple lands of like, okay, but I'm also applying for full-time job because like comfort of going into an office is like something that is kind of nice and safe, but So anyways, so lots of stuff going on this summer. I also recently posted an Instagram story after I finished Where the Crawdad Sings. And I was just like so obsessed with that book. And (laughs) I would 10 out of 10 recommend it. And you just kind of, I guess, forget. Like I've always called myself like a non-reader. Like not that I don't read, but I'm just not a bookworm, I guess I should say. Um, So getting through that, I was like, wow, I do kind of miss like being really enthralled in a book and like in a storyline. So one, I would recommend that to anybody. And if anybody does finish it and want to go see the movie together when it comes out in July, I would absolutely be on that movie date. Um, But I've been kind of crowdsourcing other books. And so I have like this big long list that I'm just like really excited to dive into. So I don't know, I guess I'm trying to do like business and then also feed my soul, you know, all of that kind of th- those yeah, it goes together. Yeah, those things, I guess, just like personal fulfillment, I would say, is the the focus of the summer. Obviously, yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited. I have a funny story, uh, just because this is all it comes full circle about where the crawdads sing. Oh yeah. And basically, so the the national championship was in. Um, Ann Arbor, Michigan at University of Michigan. And so we went there in January to prep like the feeling of being in that pool and playing in that pool. Uh-huh. Um, so we played in a tournament and longtime friend, listener, uh, Kelsey lives in the state of Michigan and she came and we grabbed dinner or like lunch and we went to the bookstore and she's like, you have to read this book where the crawdads sing. So I buy the book and I'm super excited. I read like a couple pages and then school just smacks me like a train. Yeah. <laughs> and then I literally like then packing for this trip come May, I put the book back into my backpack to try and read. And unfortunately, Kelsey, I've still only read those 10 pages, but I was going to say, did you open it? (laughs) Now that school is over and I have maybe a little bit of breathing room. I'm excited to pick that book up again. And now that Allie said she read it in like literally two days, I was like, all right. I should probably pick it up. (laughs) Yeah, I, I crushed it. I definitely like there was a moment where I like 
was okay I'm gonna read for an hour and then all of a sudden like three hours go by and I was like oh shoot I should probably um but that's like the joy of reading like people like you get runners high you get um it's like the flow state it's like, yes that's what happens when you find something that you like exactly so definitely open to more suggestions if anybody has them but I kind of have a pretty solid list going maybe I'll share that I don't know maybe I have to figure out how to organize that but to make it palatable I guess for people so but yeah so that's kind of I'm excited I'm looking looking forward to all of it I guess you know and I feel it's funny though I was like having coffee with somebody the other day and we were just talking about like life and you know our futures and like whatever and I'm really in this moment and I know I've talked about this before where I just kind of have all of these passions and like paths to explore and so I'm really like just diving in I guess you know continuing to move forward but I feel like sometimes it feels a little bit um stagnant but yeah yeah I I like that too well because I also have a lot of hobbies and and interests so don't want to be pigeonholed into one thing and you know TikTok says one thing to fill your pockets one thing to fill your mind one thing to fill your body I don't know but I love TikTok man I'll take that (laughs) honestly yeah put that on my wall (laughs) okay so that is an outlook on summer what we have upcoming so stay tuned to our instagram you can follow me at ali beck and me at mackie beck or us at the beck girls on insta and if you like our podcast please rate review subscribe share with all of your friends and we will see you next week all right talk to you soon